not be that smart and they may not be that pretty But they like to talk about Cardiff City It's the view from the ninny and with views from the ninny And not shoes from the ninny and the view from the ninny Right, nearly half time pal, your turn to get a ground round in, off you go No, you get this one in mate because I've got the beer sorted for later What do you mean you've got the beer sorted for later? I got the last one, you know that's not how the ground round works Listen here bud how does the offer of free beer sound? What do you mean free beer? No such thing, mate. Just go and get them in, man. Serious now. All you need to do is go to www.beer52.com forward slash VFTN and cover just £5.95 for the postage and you'll get your first case of eight globally sourced, fresh as can be craft beers delivered right to your doorstep. What I mean is I've already got hours waiting for us after this and we'll need them after watching this shambles. What's the catch here now? Who are these people? Beer 52 are the world's most popular craft beer discovery club. Each month, they send a case of craft beer from a different part of the world. Recent cases have included beer from the Alps, New Zealand, the USA, Ireland, Korea, and Germany. Bloody hell, that's not bad, is it? Yep, and if you do change your mind, you can pause or cancel your account at any time you like. Cracking, so how do I get it again? All you need to do is go to www.beer52, that's the numbers 52.com forward slash VFTN. To get your first case of eight beers for just five ninety five, that's www.beer52.com forward slash vftn. Sound pie with a pint then? You know I never say no to a pie. But I don't want to do that. I do now. I've become that person I feared, mate. I've I, I, <laughs> I had a th- I had a think about this and sort of speaking with Fee, or when I say speaking with Fee, speaking at Fee. At about Fee it. Yeah. yeah. Saying the club can, you can keep Mick McCarthy in a job if the clever work in the background sort of pull it on. It's sort of the manager tends to be short term anyway. Yeah, I mean, as long as as long as there's a long term strategy within the club, it wouldn't be the end of the world. But there is going to be no long term strategy. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah, that's putting too much faith in the Cardiff City board. But I because as soon they just don't need to do a long term strategy if Mick McCarthy's successful. Yeah, yeah. that's my view now. <laughs> Fuck long term strategy. <laughs> Pink lemonade, I'm drinking, boys. Oh, oh delicious. Well, the Mr. Blobby pink lemonade, like you get pink oh. mix. No, just um, saying no zone. Oh, I thought it was going to be some sort of like a Dalston, do like the posh kind of oh, Fentimans or something. Oh, Fentimans Dandelion and Burdock is proper nice, though. Any Dandelion and Burdock's good, though. Yeah, I've seen it. I, know, I like Dandelion and Burdock. Oh, you're a fucking wrong one. The cheap one you see. Oh, nice. the, the one you get off the pot man is the best in the glass <laughs> bottles you used to get as a kid. You've got to have it when you have fish and chips. Because <laughs> they always sell it. They always sell it in the chip shop for no reason. I know, I'm not into it. Not into it. All right, fine. This feels like socially distant sports bar. Yeah, <laughs> yeah should we leave it in? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Leave it in. Um, right, intro. Three, two, one. Welcome to the most positive view from the Ninian of the season so far. This is a no negativity zone. Uh, Cardiff beat Preston 4-0. After winning 2-0 in the week, that's six goals in two games with two clean sheets. Harry Wilson's back. So's Kiefer Moore. So's Josh Murphy. So's Aiden Flint. So's Marlon Pack. So's Dylan Phillips. They're all back, lads. We're going up. We're going up. Joining me, as always, to discuss the weekend's football so far is Ben Price. Ben, are we going up? Yeah. Cool. Tom? Tom Phillips is here as well. Are we going up? I think we're already up, yeah. Yeah. Good. Good. Right. Before we talk about Preston today, in which we won 4-0, that's 4-0. Um, let's look back to midweek where we beat Luton, Ben. Um, what a shit first half that was. 
pretty poor, wasn't it? It yeah. wasn't enjoyable at all. It was a bit of a step back to sort of. It felt very quick. I was like, "Oh no, the honeymoon's over here, lads." Yeah, um, we're not. We're not going up. But then it changed, and we're going up. So happy days. We're going up. So yeah, no negativity zone, as I just said. Um, Tom, you watched the game on Tuesday. I mean, we we talked about the first half not being particularly good. Uh, the second half, though, showed that we're a professional football side. We were solid. We we suffocated the game, and two good, two quick goals in quick succession saw us come through with three points. The first half of the first half was okay. But what followed was was all right, fine. No, anyway, yeah, really. second half, yeah, we, we just got the job done, didn't we? It wasn't pretty at all, but we just took our chances. We, we've just gone back to that little possession, direct football, and it's working an absolute treat. Because, like, winning away at Luton is just, it's just a good result, isn't it? <laughs> like, it doesn't matter yeah. if it's fans there or not. It's, it's a tricky place to go midweek, and professional performance, like you said. They're one of those teams, aren't they, Luton? They, you wouldn't be surprised if they managed to beat us two or three nil. But you should, you don't worry about them really beforehand. They're the classic teams like Luton. Do you know what I mean? Like when you're honoured by the championship, you've got to go yeah. to teams like Luton and get a result if you want to be up the table. They've become that club, haven't they? But yeah, yeah, happy days. Then we, we we saw a lovely goal from Big Harry Wilson. Um, I mean, Aidan Flint celebrated with him by jumping into Harry Wilson's arms, which was quite a sight to behold. Um, he kind he of went, allude- Go on. He went testicles into his face more than into his arms, didn't he? Really? Yeah. Which I I don't know if I'd enjoy or not. To be honest with you, um, they're going to be sweaty now. at that point, aren't they? Yeah, they are going to be sweaty. Um, I probably wouldn't enjoy that. No. Um, he kind of alluded after the game about being dropped by McCarthy and feeling like he had a point to prove. Um, obviously, it was a a wonderful goal. That touch out of his feet to bend it into the bottom corner was you know prime Harry Wilson, really. Um, but do we need to see more from him or is he performing as we'd expect? He's not the kind of guy that's going to run ragged for 90 minutes and sort of control the game for the whole 90. He's one of those sort of players that will fade in and out for 15, 20 minutes at a time. He'll be really involved and sort of vanish for a bit and come back in. Admittedly, those 15-minute intervals before weren't regular enough. They were 15 minutes every two or three games, but it seems to be two or three 50 minutes a half, well, two minutes, two 50 minutes a game. He's sort of really involved and really full on with it now. Um, he's he's playing a lot like what I'd expect him to play like when he came. It's, he's not disappointing me now. We're getting the best out of him. Tom, do you agree? Yeah, I do, actually. I think when you've got the team working as hard as they are at the moment, you know, they're putting, putting some graft in, you can afford to have that type of player in your team. And um, and yeah, he's turning it on a bit more than he was a few games ago. He was still creating assists and stuff back then and creating chances. But like he scored that goal and then he, he followed up with another worldy strike, didn't he? And nearly scored again. And, you know, he, he just does switch it on for those small periods. And he, to be fair to him, he does put a bit of a shift in. He puts some tackles in. He's an absolute pain in the ass for the opposition. And yeah, like Ben said, I think we are getting the best out of him. And I think we'll see a few more assistant goals over the next few weeks, hopefully. Um, the only re- they are, way I can see him improving really is the, if he starts shaving. I think he's still so baby-faced. I think he just needs to start growing more facial hair. It's um, just a very, very baby-faced squad, though, isn't it? You look, him, him and Perry and G are going to get yeah, yeah. about 75, aren't they? Yeah, they're both young-looking boys. Even Will Volks looks young. Um, there's, there's that photo of them celebrating from today's game. He looks about 12 years old as he's running in to celebrate with people. I thought it was the under-18 celebrating after they scored against Swansea. Yeah. 
but another another good good win for the under 18s there. Um, coming back to the Luton game, um, obviously it was another clean sheet. Tom uh, Phillips has, has come in, and I don't know if he's improved that back four, but he hasn't let it be any unsettled. Considering you know he's coming for Smithies, Flint's back playing well. That the, the back three are performing. Perry NG's performing. It's how important is that defensive base? It was something we always built on under Warnock. We were solid at the back, and that that was the foundation for everything. Under Harris, that seemed to go away, but it's back now, right? And how important is that to you? Oh, it's huge. Because you, you look at earlier in the season, scoring goals weren't a, wasn't a massive issue. We did like dispatch a few teams like four goals past them. It's just we look very rugby in other games. And like players like Curtis Nelson, who was so strong last season before, just looked like they were completely shot of confidence. And having those three in the middle... You can afford to have the odd mistake for the centre-backs then because you know you've got another two to back it up. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the communication looks good between the keeper and the centre-backs. Perry and G has been a breath of fresh air since he's come in the door. He, he's been absolutely fantastic, to be fair to him. And yeah, we just look so resilient. Um, the one thing was, we were never really conceding many goals from set-pieces. We were scoring quite a few as well. So you add another absolute gargantuan centre-back in there and it's only going to get stronger. So, you know, it, it's just playing to our strengths. Who's got the best hair out of Aiden Flint and Sean Morrison, Ben? Morrison. I, I don't like Flint. It's something a bit... I don't know. I'm not... <laughs> something a bit what? Go on. I've, I, I, I felt like I knew what you were going to say there. but you. Um... It feels like someone who'd be storming the Capitol, do you know what I mean, in Washington. You can imagine him with a Confederate flag draped around him. Looking yeah, it's like a bit that. greasy. It's a bit greasy. I can't say anything. I am sat here not having a shower today and my hair is horrifically greasy, but mine doesn't always look like that. His... Every time he stepped onto that pitch, he looks like like your old school wrestling sort of bad guy, the wrestling heel. He's gone out with a bit of hair, like water put in his hair before he come out to make him look tougher. To be fair, I don't think any of us are performing particularly well in the hair stakes on this call at the moment. Uh, ben, uh, yours looks off, like mate. a mid two a mid 2000s emo haircut. Um, Tom's yours yours actually looks pretty good. It's just there's a lot of yeah. it, which is not which is not not normally your style. And I just need a cut of mine because it's, it's tickling my neck. Yeah, if I'd, I haven't had my haircut since September the 30th because I had one booked in and then, like, and then lockdown hit and then my, my booking got cancelled and I've got the same hairstyle as I had in like year 10. And to be <laughs> honest with you, I'm one haircut away, like I've said before, from never having one again where I've just been bald for the rest of my life. So I'm enjoying it while I can. Yeah, it looks like you've got a lot of hair there. It looks well Volks-esque. In, in I'll terms take that. Of, I'll like, take that. Um, to, to Preston now... Um, who did I ask the last question to? It was Ben, wasn't it? I'll come to you, Tom, on this one. Um, we started strongly. A penalty after 57 seconds, going 1-0 up. We started strongly in the second half. Earlier in the season, we seemed to start every every game by conceding after two minutes. How good is it that the shoe is now on the other foot? That's fantastic, isn't it? It's those, things, those little things we weren't doing well earlier in the season are just falling into place now. Like we were saying, like, defensively, we look more resilient. We're now starting games strongly. And, you know, you score early. It, it's... It's, it's up to Preston to break you down and teams aren't breaking us down at the moment. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's just so good to like, because I, I missed the beginning of the game as well because I completely lost track of time and you have the notification through on your phone saying we're already 1-0 up. Yeah. You're not used to that. We're normally 1-0 down. So, yeah, brilliant. And it was a, it was a great penalty by Moore, wasn't it, Ben? Um, at, at that point, I, I think I said to someone, I think I said it in our group chat, that's game over. Um, it, we're at that stage of things, aren't we, where we go ahead. It doesn't look like we're going to come back. We, we're going to concede and, and lose, does it? Yeah, it's going to take a very, the way we're playing, it's going to take a very, very good team to come from behind and score and sort of win a game against us. We just look so strong, so composed. It's going to take a lot to break us down. 
once to be honest never mind two or three times to sort of get a win um yeah we're going to be nuts no team's going to want to fall behind against us early on because that back three at the moment is some serious form there and it's um yeah it's refreshing and enjoyable um, Moore got his 14th goal with a great penalty. Murphy scored another goal with another great finish. You know, Pack looked like he was brimming with confidence. Ben, is that a, a damning indictment of Harris's tenure? We had Murphy talking about having a smile back on his face and playing. You can see the way the players are celebrating, enjoying the goals. Does it show that Harris had just sucked the confidence out of this team? I think it's more losing does that, doesn't it? These seem like a team that we've seen in the past with a lot of this team under Warnock when it was going well they fly and like the buzz is there, the confidence is there, but yeah, it takes a couple of, a couple of bad defeats and they don't seem like you, like some like Murphy, for instance, seems like a very fragile character, a couple of bad losses or a couple of losses or performances where he doesn't hit the heights. I don't think it matters who the manager would be. He's going to take, do a bit of a dip. It's just, yeah. Winning breeds confidence. And that's always a nice thing to do. You call him a snowflake. No, cause I hate that term. Yeah. Tom uses that term. All the time, um, all the time, he's always calling people snowflakes. Um, we, we, <laughs> but under 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 Mick Tom, we've seen the resurgence of Flint, Pack, Murphy, players who under Harris, you know, there was there were moments where 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 Marlon Pack's brother was taken to Twitter to criticise Neil Harris's treatment of Marlon Pack. Does does that suggest that that Harris was treating players differently? That there was some unfair treatment behind the scenes, and and that was causing some problems within the squad I think it's a bit rich coming from you about unfair treatment behind the scenes of Marlon Pack to be honest with you but I'll answer the question anyway but yeah I think I've got that on the, the next point on the agenda <laughs> is about that <laughs> yeah I think you can I, I just can't imagine Harris having that kind of character G a team up with that double team of like Mick McCarthy and like Connor just kind of you you can see they work off each other you know Terry mm-hmm. Connor like got hold of Murphy after the game and was celebrating with him, and they just know how to man manage players, and it, it's showing at the moment. People are playing with smiles on their faces. We're playing to their strengths. We're saying the right things. Like like McCarthy said about having his armor on certain players and like avoiding the bullshit, and it, it's showing on the pitch, isn't it? And he, he just really knows how to get the best out of these players, which is mad, really, considering how little time he spent at the club. This shows how how good of a man manager he is and how taking it back to basics, right, has an impact. I think, you know, we talked about the direct football. We talked about less possession, less passes, but the football we're playing is now effective. And I think it's just stripping things back, isn't it? We, we've stripped back football to its most basic form. Get the ball forward and get it in the net. Under mm-hmm. Harris, I think we were trying to do too much. I also, I also think when you're saying about the lack of bullshit, that's really important. Yeah, you to everything like any player coming up next week um, the more bullshit a manager speaks the less you believe in them you prefer it if you're being dropped or if you're not being played like he did with Murphy he didn't play Murphy the first three games he sat Murphy down and explained exactly why Murphy wasn't playing in those games and Murphy knew what to work on and lo and behold it's worked there's no oh, I'm saving you for this I'm saving you for that it's you're not doing this it's not good enough work on it and if you work on it you get your chance and that's yeah. going to be brilliant for any player and I think you- with Harris as well, sorry, like um, that bullshit happened in press conferences as well, didn't it? Yeah. We, we were sat there after the game, scratching our head, thinking, has he watched the same game as us? And I know sometimes he was trying to protect players and stuff, but they know when they play badly. They don't need protecting. Mm-hmm. And you're not going to get it from Mick McCarthy. If something is shit, he's telling you it's shit. 
And I think I think you can see the players like appreciate that honesty coming from him. Yeah. Well, what what I was going to say was was we, we saw Mick, McCar- uh, Mick McCarthy, Mick Mick Har- <laughs> Nick Harris, Neil <laughs> Harris in the press conferences, and what he would say was he would he would he would never really answer the questions. He would ask his own questions and answer those, and he would bring things up like, "Oh, we've all looked at the stats, and our stats are really good." Blah blah blah. That doesn't really give you confidence that behind the scenes he's having direct conversations with people, does it? Because, like you say, you can't imagine him sitting down to Murphy and going, "That was bad. That was bad. That was good. Work on that." You can almost imagine him going, "Well." You did 12, 12 kilometers in that game, so that's really good. And kind of talk, talking around the subject a little bit. Um, let's leave Harris in the past because he's gone and we don't like him. And uh, let's talk about Dylan Phillips again, Ben. Um, two penalty saves today. Uh, we had the debate earlier about the soft penalties. Were they soft penalties or were they penalties? They were soft penalties, but I think if they were going against us, we'd want them given, especially after we took the first one. The one against Morrison was just the soft. Oh, yeah. I, sorry, yeah. All three penalties were soft. I should have said, really. Yeah. I didn't even make that point. They are soft, but if it was against us and we were in the stadium, the canter would still be grumbling about it now if they weren't given. I think... I don't... I think Wilson's is probably a penalty. I don't think the Flint one was. I think Flint got the ball. I um, think the other way around. Really? I, I, thought, I thought Wilson's was very... Was... You can kind of see that he's he's probably let into him a bit too much and he's caught in probably a little bit too late. And I think Flint's got the ball. Flint may have the ball, actually. I, I, I tried to watch it a couple of times, but what it is, is rash. It, it is rash, like but he has to go for it, though. He, he has, has to go because, for it. Because, because he's an on goal if he doesn't. Yeah, yeah. fair enough. Yeah, I've yeah, probably been a bit harsh there. Wilson's was apparently just because it was so fucking stupid. The ball's good. There was, there was no need to put that shoulder in like that. You just see him out. You don't have to go shoulder to shoulder with him. You've got him for pace. All he had to do was sort of see him out and either give away a corner or to try and work it for a goal kick. There was no need to sort of jump into him and clatter him over. Uh, change my mind. Yeah, sorry. So what's the agreement then? Morrison's probably was a penalty. I feel like there was a kick in there. Flint's not a penalty. Wilson was a penalty. Yeah. yeah. Is that all agreed? All right, yeah, cool. I'll, yeah, feed, I'll, feed that, I'll feed that back po- to the rest association. Po- positive, sure positive. We'll all, we'll all agree. We'll all agree. Lovely. We're all having a lovely time. Um, but Ben, the, the penalty saves from Dylan Phillips. I mean... Firstly, Paul Gallagher's run-up, what a load of shite. Um, turn away from the ball and run at it really quickly. Get rid. And then, was it, how nice was it to see, to see Ched lose Evans, miss a penalty? Yeah, he's, he's missed the target a few times, just with his whole life, really, isn't he? <laughs> um, but, yeah, it was just... If there's one player you don't want to score, and you don't want to see well, it's someone like him. Mm-hmm. He's not a nice bloke. Look, he got allegedly found not guilty. But no, he, he, he got he, he found did. not guilty. Yeah, he yeah. got found <laughs> no, not guilty the second time around. It wasn't innocent. It was not guilty. He's still a dodgy prick and not a nice man. So to see someone miss a penalty when he sort of looked very confident with the walk-up, I think his run-up annoyed me more because he sort of felt like, oh, I'm definitely scoring this. I don't mind the whole I don't mind the whole look down and just twat the ball sort of thing. No, but, but it was just the fact he turned his back on the ball. Yeah, but it's less annoying those little fucking tiny little baby steps or like that little hop, skip and a jump that Fernandez does. Heads That's clever, that, though. The, the Fernandez one's clever, though, because it makes Yeah, but you like move. cunts with their socks around their fucking toes. Oh, so do I, though. I think it's a good yeah, look. Yeah, exactly. It's not a good look. Ah, oh, you're wrong, Ben Price. The positive, positive gone, pod. You know? Positive yeah, you pod. You killed the pod, man. Fuck both of you. <laughs> right, Jack right, Greenish has fantastic calves, but 
I've muted you now, Ben Price. <laughs> <laughs> That's the first uh, use I, of the mute button that I've seen. You're, you're going to have to unmute yourself. I'm really sorry. I can't unmute. There you go. You're unmuted. Um, I'm going to get back to the positivity. Um, what happened to free really speech, good... yeah? What happened to free speech? It's um, private. I own this part. <laughs> I, I set the parameters of free speech. Private company, not a private company, not even a company. Um, there's a really interesting stat, Tom, about Dylan Phillips. In his senior career, Dylan Phillips has faced 13 penalties and has saved 11 of these, um, one of them being Junior Hoylet's penalty at the Valley last year. Um, I over, over kind of November, December time, I, I met a Charlton fan and he was like, yeah, he's one of the best penalty savers he's ever seen. Um, just how good has he been? And, you know, we've got Alex Smithies now on the bench. We've got two brilliant keepers. Do you see Smithies coming back at any point? You can't drop Phillips now, can you? No, you can't drop him at the moment. That that penalty record is insane. I hope if I is it true? Was it 11, 11 penalties? Eleven out of thirteen of penalties. Yeah, that's bonkers. That's absolutely like we like Etheridge was known for being a bit of a penalty saver as well. We've been quite lucky with those, but yeah. like yeah, you can't really bring some of these back in at the moment because remember there was that kind of period in the season where they looked like the communication had gone a little bit between him and the centre backs. It looked a little bit ropey, only for a little bit. But Phillips hasn't put a foot wrong at the moment. And I tell you what, like apart from those seasons where we couldn't find a keeper to play more than five games, we've been blessed of having two solid keepers in the squad, haven't we? For like, well, you when go, we had you like, go, Marshall and Heathen, you, you, that's the classic one. And you even go back to Alexander and Marketson. The early two thousands, yeah. we had Neil Alexander Marketson, and we had Neil Alexander David Ford, um, who obviously went on to have a really good yeah. career at Millwall. Then Heaton was it Heaton and Heaton and Marshall. Um, who do we have in the Premier League year as backup? The Red Premier League. Uh, Joe Lewis. Joe Lewis, who's still he's still got good, putting in good shift at um, Aberdeen, and then obviously the last couple of years we've had Smithies and, and Etheridge. Um, yeah, we're quite good at picking keepers, aren't we? Yeah, we've lacked strikers, haven't we, at times? But, but keepers, we've always been pretty solid with. But yeah, go back to it. You just can't drop Phillips in the moment, can you? You, you can't keep no. two clean sheets on the bounce, save two penalties in the space of two minutes. And then drop to the bench. You've got to keep him there. He's he's, he's showing some unbelievable kind of bottle at the moment. And he is showing some unbelievable form. So leave yeah. him there. Smithies um, must be thinking, though. You've gone. He went what a season in the Premier League without getting a look in. Yeah. Finally gets a look in last season. Does amazingly well. So well that he forces the number one to leave the club, and the club brings someone else in. He then randomly gets ill in one game. And has lost his place again. Yeah, shit, <laughs> such it? it shows how tough it is being a goalkeeper. Yeah, but I mean, the, well, going back to the Premier League here, Smithy's played at Gillingham away, and he was fucking garbage. Oh, don't get that up again. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. It wasn't just him, but the goal. He should. Ne- he wouldn't concede that goal today. I think it was probably because he wasn't playing. Probably was because he, he came into team. He hadn't played in a long time, but it was a terrible goal. Um, some interesting, before we get on to the next one, some interesting comments about Mick McCarthy um, saying about Josh Murphy after the game. I felt he needed a bit of loving, to be quite honest. Put my arm around him to start with. £12 million player, you don't become that, and then something that's a bit part player and can't play. Um, talked about him sitting him down and telling him what was wrong, and he said he has bought into every single thing that me and TC have asked of him and tried to help him with, and I'm glad he's reaping the rewards. He's a lovely kid. Isn't that nice? Positive pod. Positive pod. Um, Tom, coming to you on this one. Pack scored. Flint solid as fuck. Do I have an apology to make? 
Uh, yeah, I want an ode to Marlon written on the review from the Ninian website within the next week, please. All right, ode to Marlon. I can do that. Um, I mean, he was not not looks like a different player, but he just looks a player with confidence again, doesn't he? There were times today where he was pressing their defenders, times where he was helping out in defence, and he obviously got his goal as well, breaking the lines into the box. Um, that's something that wouldn't have happened three months ago under Harris, would it? No, Tom. And he, we're playing to <laughs> we're, we're playing to a stance. We're, we're allowing him to like sp- uh, like spread those passes and stuff. We've got the players playing around him. We're getting the positions to receive those passes. The likes of Murphy, Ojo, Wilson, Moore, who's just I just can't get enough watching him. He's unbelievable at the moment. And and Pac's clearly enjoying playing. And he's got his mate Flinty behind him as well, so they can yeah. have a chat when they want as well. Probably it's, driving it's into games together because they're both living in Bristol. Yeah, exactly. So no, he's 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 on a he's in a rich vein of form at the moment, and like Volks is playing well alongside him as well, which gives him that little bit extra freedom as well. So you know, it, it, the the pieces of the jigsaw are coming together at the right time now, and they they like everyone's up their game recently, and we're benefiting from it. Ben, if you were um, you were the third player in the the pack Flint trio, um, you both you live in Bristol as well. You're driving over to games and training together. Who would you want to be the driver out of those two? Pack or Flint? Oh, Pack. You think Pack? He'd get you there safely on time and just in style as well. I think Flint would sort of be... Flint's sort of a guy that's either going slow in the outside lane or he's up everyone else's and pushing them across. Basically, I think he drives like an Audi driver. (laughs) I just don't trust Flint with the music. Um, I just don't think he should be anywhere near the radio. So as long as if I was the third person and then I was in charge of the music, I think I'd be happy with Marlon driving. I, I agree. I think he'd be a safer driver, a classy driver. I don't think he'd go over 70 very often. Um, Flint would be erratic. I think it'd be fun. I think you'd have the odd trip where you don't know where he's going. Is he going to pull into the services? Is he stopping a Mago for, for a McDonald's? You don't know. Be, but yeah, yeah, hey, Marlon, we'll go Marlon, we'll go Marlon. You got to think as well. You get to that stadium, the player spaces, but they're quite narrow. Mm. Okay. And Marlon Pack's parking is going to be on point on it. What's he driving, do you reckon? It's a good question. I reckon he's got a Merc. I reckon he's a Merc driver. Yeah. I'll look on his Instagram to see if I can find anything. I could just imagine him in like a Picasso, like just a proper family car, a Zara Picasso. Yeah, just 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 no, safety he's... first. Do you he's... know? He's quite a flashy, flashy guy. He wears a lot of Yeezys. He's got a good trainer collection. Um, Wouldn't know a Yeezy if hit me in the face. Uh, I can make that happen if you want, mate. I can bring a Yeezy and <laughs> smash it around your chops if you want me to. I've got four pairs. Um, Marlon's got more than me, I think. Yes. Um, ben, at the end of the game, we saw Kiefer Moore finally get a bit of a rest and he was replaced by Sparky Marky Harris, um, who actually came on and scored with his first touch. Um is it feel important that we've got players who can come off the bench and score? Obviously, we've talked about the, the, the players who are coming back from injury. Rawls, Williams is back on the bench today. We've got Brown to come back in. You know, there's a few players that have kind of disappeared at the moment. But Harris started well, disappeared somewhat. So is it good to see him get back on the score sheet and, and know that there's some cover at least for, for Kiefer? Yeah, because I think that was the one area that you spoke to a lot of fans they were concerned with. Is we're either going to burn Kiefer out and it's going to come crashing down around us and we're going to lose him for nine months or he's just going to get burned out and just we're going to fade away mm-hmm. and he's just going to dry up um, just because he's knackered. Like, it's not just, it's Wales and Cardiff. He's leading the line for and playing 
most matches. It's not like he gets a rest when it comes to international weekend like most of our players. So yeah, to have someone like Mark Harris come in, one who's a youngster is going to lift it anyway, and it feels nice to see a youngster score. But also have some cover for Kiefer, and you know, look, there's goals there. We don't have to worry, and even have an option because look, there's going to come a time. I don't know when at the moment the way he's playing, but Kiefer's not going to score, and we're going to need to look for an alternative option. Don't say that, please. No, yeah, it doesn't have Shut to up. be that, does it? I don't know when it's going to happen. Don't make me mute you again, ben, mate. Positive pod. Positive pod. Um, Tom, on on Ben's points there, a quick existential question. Is it better to burn out than to fade away? Uh, Yes. That's what I was checking. That's what I was checking. Um, I was waiting for a Mark Harris question. I was prepped. I was ready to go. Say what you want about Mark Harris. Say Say something nice about Mark Harris. Lovely boy, isn't he? It was nice to see how everyone celebrated with him when he scored. It seems like he's a genuinely loved member of the squad. And the, everything you hear about him is he works hard. You know, he's committed in training. He's looked good in training, apparently, as well, Mark Dandem said in the commentary. So, you know, it's good for him to get on. And it was a clever little run because the centre-back and keeper for Preston had a nightmare day anyway. They, they were all over the shop. And he anticipated that and took it around the keeper who looked like he'd given up and put yeah. him back. So, well, well done, Mark. The, the Marlon Pat goal was kind of indicative of how given up the Preston, how given up, yeah. I think that's the right word. How, like, the keeper and the defenders just kind of, something happened. They both just kind of shrugged their shoulders and went, oh, well, that's that. Uh, again. <laughs> yeah, again. Whoopsie. Um, so, yeah, Preston, uh, good. I think I liked it. I'm going to give it eight out of ten. Yeah. You agree? Yeah. Eight out of ten, Ben. I'll go 8.5. 8.5. It would have been though. a nine. It would have been a nine if someone, like when Harris celebrated, he sort of gestured to the crowd. If one of the City players had run and jumped into the crowd and pretended to celebrate, like, like it was a fan in the can. Yeah, that would have been, that would have made it a nine, mm-hmm. solid nine. I tell you what, I've enjoyed some of their celebrations recently, grabbing each other in the um, in the packages and all that kind of stuff. It's really <laughs> good groin. to see in the groin area. Um, I think there's that one photo where Sean Morrison has really got a grip of Marlon Pack's um, pack. tangerine and twig. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, Marlon Pack's pack. Very good, mate. Marlon Pack's snack lunchbox. <laughs> Marlon Pack's snackable snack lunchbox. Merrily. <laughs> Um, moving on to the Twitter questions now. Uh, I'll come to you first, Ben. From Bluebirds Past, can you believe what's happening? No, no. Um, um, I don't even know if he's talking about Cardiff City actually here. Um, there, there could be a lot of things going on. That the world's a fucking to. mess. Like yeah. everything's going wrong. Like the world's still burning. Let's not pretend otherwise. But we are up to sit seventh. So you know, it's not all bad, is it? So I can't believe what's happening. I can't believe it's not butter. All of that. I- but the thing is, I can't believe it's not butter. Does it taste like butter? It's nice, though. So. It's nice. I don't like it. I hate it. It's better than that Bertoli shit. No, Bertoli's crap. Don't get me started That's on Bertoli. Like I'm having, I'm having, I'm having Lurpak, or I'm going to Aldi and I'm getting Norpak. That's Norpak. the only two options Norpak's I've got. That's a boot. Yeah. Lightly salted Norpak, please drive. No, can't Maybe. believe it's not butter. Positive pod. Positive pod. Um, Tom, for you, Ollie James. Bit of a stretch for this question. Let's say Mick gets us up. Would you renew his deal at Cardiff City? Yeah, I've become that fickle fan I thought I would. And as soon as we started winning games, long-term strategy goes out the fucking window. I like us winning games. Keep Mick, please. Thank you very much. Long-term planning is overrated. I prefer to do yeah, fuck, on the fuck it. That's not why we're in football, is it? Who it's needs an infrastructure? Yeah, fucking That's infrastructure. Immediate gratification. <laughs> um, ben, Miles Davis, loved his music. Which Premier League away day are you most looking forward to next season? 
Seriously, though, how good are we right now? Murphy looks like a different man. Moore can't seem to miss. And the sub's coming on to make an impact. Phillips just looks superb. Long may it continue. So first question, what away day are you looking forward to next year? I want to go to the Emirates. I didn't have both times we've been in the Premier League and like played in the FA Cup. I've never managed to go. So I'd quite like to go there. But any, mm-hmm. to be honest, any that the fans are fucking allowed in, just anywhere, I'll even go to Wolves. Please, I quite like Wolves as an away. I day. like Wolves. But I don't like the pre game stuff where you have to drink in a Premier Inn. <laughs> it's really annoying because they don't have even any pubs and you have to sit in like the foyer of a Premier Inn. It's the last, shocking. yeah, well, the last one I went to, we couldn't get into any pubs. So we ended up going to the Sainsbury's around the corner, like from the stadium, and just grabbing <laughs> tins there. <laughs> <laughs> Thing is, I know I know some Wolves fans, so hopefully, if if we do get to the Premier League, and we get to go to Wolves again. I'll I'll go drink with them in Wolves pubs and get beaten up. Oh well, I used to do that because we used to go up from Carmarthen, and there's a weird amount of Wolves. Oh yeah, you said about that. We, we used to share the minibus, but they won't let us in their pubs anymore, bastards. So, um, is the Emirates good though? Because we went. Oh, last year the, the Premier League game, the second season was a bit weird because it was right in the aftermath of the Salah stuff, so it was a very um, it wasn't a very nice atmosphere, was it? It just felt very somber. Um, but in the FA Cup was good. Uh, you had to walk across Finsbury Park, I think it was, to get to the ground. And I went to I went to Highbury during the FA Cup as well. That was good too. Tony yeah. Costello played. Remember him? It's uh, my nearest ground from where I live now, Emirates. So I, I, walked, I walked past it today. But last time we went there, there was twice as many people in our row than there was meant to be. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I yeah. have no, I and, no, no idea why. <laughs> and Stuart O'Keefe was stood in front of us. And Stuart O'Keefe was stood in front of us. And someone called me a dickhead for wearing an NFL hat, which I completely back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was there was about fi- there was about fifteen of us in seven seats. Or like it was absolutely in the row. Someone was stood behind me in the row. <laughs> that was awful. It was dreadful. It was dreadful. Um, and but but Ben, the second question there. Seriously, how good are we right now? Um, are we that good, or are we just very effective? I think we're really good. I really do. Do you think many teams want to play us? Um, no, no, I we're don't. Like Aren't we? There's not many teams in the championship that will want to come and play us the form we're on at the moment. What? I'm well aware it's going to blow up and this is going to get cut and someone's going to fucking play this back to me in a couple of weeks. When no August. one cares about us that much, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> you don't wear your own ass. You, no, you yeah. don't realise how petty my friends are. That's true, actually. Yeah, yeah your <laughs> friends are quite petty. They made a Facebook uh, account called me Brian Prince, let's not forget. Yeah, they did. They did. Uh, we're going to call you Brian Pinch for the rest of the pod. Pinch. Um, Prince, yeah, sorry. Um, I had a migraine earlier. I'm all over the place. Um, Tom, Simon Hiscox asks, Stato 1927, one of the original founding fans of the first podcast. Watch your mic, Ben, Brian. Um, how much of the defensive solidity is due to Perry NG coming in? He's been brilliant. IMO, that stands for, in my opinion. Um, and is this the same Aiden Flint we sent out to Sheffield Wednesday? He's like a different player. Um, Perry NG, what a boy. He's solid, isn't he? Yeah, lovely. Gets forward. Yeah, gets forward. Does does the stuff at the back he's meant to do as well. Yeah, yeah. It seems slightly unhinged, which I like. <laughs> um, yeah, and um, the crew fan I was on about before was on about how their season's gone to absolute pot since he's left as well. <laughs> uh, but he's happy he's playing well at Cardiff, which is good to know. Um, this weird because their fans genuinely seem happy to see him playing well, as if he yeah. hasn't left for nothing. Like he's playing regularly for us and he's playing... I, I, what did, I tweeted something about the game in the week where um well, sorry. sorry there was a bit of lag then I'll let that out I tweeted something in the week about Perry NG scooping passes like Lionel Messi and a bunch of crew fans were retweeting it and liking it so they clearly have that uh, love and affection for the man 
Um, and the same Aidan Flint with Shen- Sheffield Wednesday. He's like a different player. Um, is he like a different player or is it just playing to his strengths? Like we, we've said about Pack Volks, we've talked about other players. We've just got him in the right system now, haven't we? Yeah, we can protect him with two other centre-backs either side of him. It's just what we need for that type of player. Do you know what I mean? He's he's going to win balls in the air. He's going to score us goals at times as well. But he's going to... He assisted Harry Wilson on Tuesday. Exactly. And like having Nelson and Morrison there, it gives him that back back in to kind of go and win the tackle every now and again when he darts out of defence. It's just playing to his strengths. And that's what Mick McCarthy's done. Like we said before, he hasn't been afraid to shake it up a little bit with formations and tactics. And it's just, it's working the Flint's advantage at the moment. Is he going to be the first right back that scores for us since I can't actually remember when the last right back that scored for us? Kev at Hereford, probably. Mang or oh, Mango was playing center half at that point. Um, mm. Did Peltier score for us at all? Nope. Brayford didn't. Oh. Connolly didn't. Peltz didn't. Connolly, Connolly scored a few in his first year. But he was, yeah, playing, scored, center, he was playing center back, and yeah, yeah, he yeah, was. That was corners, yeah. Um, Who scored? Did last season? Did any of the right backs score last season? No, the only, I mean, the only one. The only one I can think of is Kevin Hereford, that Thunder bastard. Lee Peltier played 159 games for Cardiff and scored no goals. Last. <laughs> That's a pretty not mad, isn't it? Not his job. Man. No, it isn't his job. It isn't his job. I'm not. I, hey, I'm not complaining. Uh, let's see. Let's see who got. Uh, I'm just trying to look through. Did Jazz Richards ever score for us? No. Greg no, Cunningham didn't played. score for us. Callum Patterson. You he, did, he didn't score while playing at right back, did he? He Let did. He did. His first goal was when he was playing at right back. It was that weird slide tackle at Barnsley away, I think it was, where he went up. For no, a I don't think he was. I don't think he was playing right back end though. He, I think he was at the start, and then he became like an attacking midfielder, from what I remember. <laughs> you can look it up now. So what we can he... what we could say is not many right back score. Not many right back score for Cardiff. Um, <laughs> while you look that up, Ben, I've got a question for you to th- think of, think about. Josh has asked: Is Joe Bennett football's hardest pretty boy? No, no. You know, I think no. he's. I think he's quite. I think he gets himself stuck in. He gets stuck in, but I think if he kicked off, I don't think he's at the front, is he? Yeah, I w- yeah, I wouldn't be hiding behind him. Let's put it that way. <laughs> He's quite small. But I did enjoy his shit. He, he's an underrated shit house. Yes, he winds people he up a tree. Oh, yeah. he's really it's good at it. It's the teeth. Can imagine those teeth being smiling at you, like the sarcastic smile. It wind me up. Was it Burnley away? Did he did he kiss Ashley Barnes or did Ashley Barnes kiss him? Ashley Barnes kissed him because he squared Ashley up. Ashley Barnes, Barnes yeah. That's that was quite a funny moment. I remember that. I mean, that was a ridiculous game of football. Um <laughs> Phil has asked Phillips. Oh, says Phillips is a relevation. Keep him starting or replace with Smithies. I think we've covered that already. I think we're we're all agreed that um, Phillips needs to keep starting. Um, Tom James Davis asks: Was Harris that bad, or is McCarthy just a god of football management? Uh, it can be both. Um... <laughs> both are correct. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I think Harris was unfortunate at times. Uh, ben Price is celebrating, so I think he was yeah, he's right proved me right. Um, <laughs> but. Um, I think, yeah, Harris, yeah, he, he was tactically inept, wasn't he? I think that's what we can see. And Nick McCarthy is, is a god of football management. What have you found out, Ben? I, I got confident and then I scrolled further down. Um, on BBC's website, they back in that time, they had like the formation on the pitch. They used like what those apps that you used to set it all out. So in goal, there's Neil Etheridge. Then you've got Manga, Morrison, Bamber and Bennett as the defenders. Uh 
I got really confident. And I scrolled a little bit further down, and they've got Craig Bryson listed as playing as number ten. So I'm not <laughs> entirely sure how accurate that is. <laughs> um, let me see, Cannon Patterson. What was what was the game he scored his first goal? In? Barnsley. It was Barnsley one 0 win, and the formation he definitely played. A, it was when he was playing right mid. They pushed him further up the field. Yeah, and maybe. I- I feel like he was play. He almost played like a wing back role, but then he did push further up. Um, I'll give it to you, Ben. I'll let you have that win. I need something. Just some tangent, boys. Fair play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because according to this, yeah, we've got yeah, Manga was playing right back and Patterson was playing ahead of him. Yeah, you got it, mate. Well done. Well done. Um, and the last question for you, Ben. CCFC related. What on earth has happened? Oh, we, we've kind of asked this. Was Harris really that in there? Seems like tactically he was holding us back and didn't know how to man manage several characters. I think that's obvious, isn't it? Now, I yes. mean, yeah. his man management was bad. Do you think he was tactically holding us back, or do you think he was trying to do too much? Because it it felt like he was always trying to. There was he was trying to advance the way we kept the ball. He was trying to advance our possession statistics, but it always meant that something else was then sacrificed. I, I, I do not think that Neil Harris is a bad football manager. You don't mm. get us to the playoffs and get us on that run that we did the season before while being a bad manager. No. He's yeah. a good manager and he'll do well somewhere. It's just he made too many mistakes in the end and sort of cost him. He's still a young manager. He's going to make mistakes. Um, Yeah, he's not a bad manager at all and he will come good and he'll do well somewhere and I hope he does because he do, like we take the piss. We don't like him, but he does seem like an all right bloke and we hope he does, and I, I do hope I, he does well. Anyway, not when they're playing Cardiff. I've never not liked him. It was just, it, it, by the end, it just became toxic, right? It wasn't, yeah, it wasn't a nice env- environment for anyone, and he had to go for that reason, really. He didn't persevere with his changes. He didn't back them. Like he just didn't mm. give anything enough time. It was I just think he backed himself, did he? He just felt yeah. too under pressure from those above that he felt right. I've got to be in the top six by January. That's a stupid thing to say. You can say it privately to put that out in the public. Gives the fans something to moan about, and sort of hold you against. You've then also got a board that's sort of not sure where they go and just saying they want to be more progressive without actually knowing how they're going to do it. He doesn't really know how to handle a board like that. He's not got the experience that McCarthy or um, Warnock has. I think the one thing you can clearly see is they're not going to get pushed around by Ken Chu or Mehmet Darman or Vincent Tan. They're not going to take the shit. Can you imagine Mehmet Darman trying to tell Mick McCarthy how to do anything when it comes to running the football team? He's going to tell him to fuck off straight away. I'd quite like to see it. And I'd yeah, love to I, see I it. want to watch that. I want to be in the, the fly on the wall when that happens. <laughs> I just want to sit there. Uh, looking ahead, because we have two games this week. Two games. Awooga. Um, Tom, all of a sudden, we are on the cusps. Cusps? Cusp of the playoffs. We've got Bournemouth, who are the team directly above us midweek. Then on Saturday, we've got Middlesbrough, the team directly below us. Are these next two games, you know, we've got... We're five wins in a row now under McCarthy. We're seven, eight games unbeaten under McCarthy. I can't remember the exact figures. Feels like the next few games are kind of season-defining in setting the tone for where we want to be in the going into the, the business end of the season. Yeah, it's it's huge because our run over the next month or so, to be honest, it's all it's all the big teams around us, Bob Norwich, I think. Mm-hmm. Like it's just huge. Like the the run we've gone on is spectacular, what we've just done. But you look at the teams we've played there's not many big hitters in it and this is where it's really going to test us now Bournemouth midweek and then Borough Borough who still play exactly like we expect them to as well under Warnock with 36% possession today and beating Reading 2-0 but like <laughs> Reading are on a bit of a wobble as well they've lost three in a row it, it, it's all it's all over the place above us at the moment Brentford are in some sort of doldrum three, at the moment three losses in a row yeah that, 
our near neighbours got thumped 4-1 today as well. And, yep. and you know, if we can pick up... if we I think avoid losing midweek would be huge. And then getting a result against Borough, we are well in the mix. Because what I got really carried away earlier on, um, booked an area in Wembley Box Park. No, I looked at um, the end of the season. If we're in and around the playoffs coming into the last three games, we've got Rotherham, Wickham and Birmingham. Do you know what I mean? Like that—that's an easy run in in the grand scheme of things. So just we that's just my pick st- of the three to go down. Yeah, that's and, my pick of the three going down. Exactly, and like so, if we we've just got to stay in amongst it. So that this next month is massive, and starting Wednesday, huge, huge. I, I, you have got very far ahead of yourself there. Me, it's locked up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Got something to look forward to. Got something to look forward to. Um, I'll, I'll move the questions around because the next question feels pertinent. Then, um, if we we're playing on Wednesday, we haven't run down Tuesday because I assume we always play on Tuesday. If we win on Wednesday, it feels like there's no looking back. All of a sudden, then, even with today's results, we're eleven points off the automatic places. A few, a few, a month ago, we were sort of 11, 12 points off the playoff places, and thinking, God, that that was out of reach. Now we're just three points off the playoff places, eleven points off automatic. Oh, can we dream a little bit? Are we? You know, Tom already is a positive pod. Ben, are you dreaming somewhat? You may as well just mute me now. <laughs> I just. Oh, he did. Fair play. <laughs> Unmute yourself, Ben. Come back in the room. <laughs> Come back. Come back. We'll allow you a little bit of ne- a little bit of not negativity perspective. Yeah, look, we're gonna have a good go, but to get top, get the autos, that's sort of Reading esque in like 2011 season, 2011, 2012 season, isn't it? It's a fucking hell of a run to sort of push it to go for that. Um, but look, but, but this is what I'm saying. We said that. We said yeah, that, that is true, we said that. that a month ago, and that, and in the space of a month, things have turned around massively. There's more. There's what three, four months left of the season. We've still got I don't know how many games um, off the top of my head. We've still got 15, 16 games to go. It could happen, Ben. That's all I'm, I'm saying. St- I'm still trying to work, get my head around the fact that if we win on Wednesday, we go sixth. That's yeah. blowing my mind enough. I can't really think about anything else because literally, it still feels about two weeks ago where we were properly shit, and I thought we're going down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it felt like the season was over, didn't it? Yeah, and it just felt like we, yeah, we were in a real bad place that he was. It was just going to be a rough ride to the end of the year. And all of a sudden, I'm watching it, and they're going, oh, I'm dreaming here. I'm getting carried away. I'm getting carried away. And the, the one thing is, is if we do go on a run, it's on a run against the teams around us. Yeah. So you don't know. If you go on a run, you don't know where you end up with that because you've got to beat those teams. So it's going to be an interesting running. Like, I can't... <laughs> We might actually be in a bit of form going into a Southfields derby at some point if we put a run together. We might. Oh, we, we were might. last time and it meant fuck all. Oh, right. Okay. Jesus, stop positive Podman. Oh, when, um, is the, when, is the, when is the derby? March, March isn't it? 20th or something, isn't it? Oh, yeah. It's not that but far you, away. No. I, 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 yeah, it's about three and a half weeks away. Um, I, I wrote a question here which I've now deleted because I was trying. Oh, no, it's there. I was um, trying to jig things around during the pod. Live editing, boys. This is how we do it. Um, We've kind of, Tom, we've, we've been in a bit of flux this season, up and down with our form. There were bad runs, good runs. Can we bank on other teams having bad runs? It feels like we've got all of our bad, not bad performances, but bad runs out of our system before Mick came in. Clubs like Bournemouth seem to be going through a little bit of it at the moment. Reading are, what's, three losses in their last five. Swansea lost today. Brentford lost three in a row. Bristol or something like seven losses in a row or something like that. Yeah, Can we gone. bank on the other teams around us hitting some bad form? I think everyone will from now in. 
from here into the end of the season. Like everyone's going to go on that little run. Like you said, Red in three in the bounce lost. Borough were horrific until the last two games. I think they hadn't won in like five or six. And I tell you what, Bournemouth, if they bring in Thierry Henry, which has been rumoured, they're not going anywhere near the top of that. Such a gamble. It's ridiculous. 26% win percentage in yeah. MLS, I think. Sound. Well done. Good idea. But, um, yeah, like Brentford one. I didn't see the Brentford one come in. Like a couple of weeks ago, I thought they were going to piss the league. I thought they were going to win it comfortably. And now Thomas Frank looks rattled. He looks yeah. hasn't got a clue, is he? He doesn't no, know no. what to do. No. And I, you, <laughs> that's one thing you're not going to see from... McCarthy, he's not going to look rattled no matter what's going on. Like we've got someone who's been there, done this. He's been through it before. He, nothing's going to phase him, and that that is a one strength we've got going forward now. That is making me feel a little bit more positive. I'm not. I know it sounds like getting carried away. I I still think we might just miss out on playoffs, but it's fun being in the mix because we did not expect to be there. It is fun being in the mix and and looking closely at Bournemouth. Then uh, coming up on Tuesday, they they lost their QPR. We, we've talked about their management. They're in a bit of flux. Um, Woodgate's currently in charge. Henri might be coming in. <clears throat> We're five games in a row wins. They are lost win, draw win, loss. So their forms are very much a mixed bag. Um, what do you see as a good result on, on Wednesday? Um, are you confident that we can get a win? They've still got quality players. Solanke, they've still got Billing. They've still got Brooks. I don't know who is an injured, but we drew them earlier this season. A win would be brilliant, but would you take a draw? I'd take a draw, but if, oh Christ, a win would be massive and really sort of make a statement and sort of prove, like we said, sort of the teams we've played and got good results against, they've been sort of teams if at the start of the season we'd expect it to be beating anyway. You've got Minnows in there like Rotherham, Coventry, a recent promoted side, and then a couple of small clubs like Luton and Bristol City. Um, the teams you want to be beating, you expect to be beating if you want to be in and around the playoffs. This is where if we see how good we actually are and has this is this system going to work long-term for us? So what's your prediction for Bournemouth, Ben? 2-0 City. Tom? They look nervy in the moment. Like mm. You're hearing comments from some of their fans saying this is an important moment in their history this season. They feel I think there's, there's a feeling that if they don't do something this year, if they don't go up this year, that might be the end of it a little bit. Which I, a I think rebuild. Yeah, yeah, it just, it, I didn't expect that to be fair, but I don't know, I, I think one all, I think it'll be. One all, all right, I'll go in the middle, 2-1. Uh, I'm not sure which team. <laughs> 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 um, and then Tom, looking looking beyond Bournemouth, obviously it's uh, our, our um, re- reunion, I couldn't remember the word then, reunion with Neil Warnock. Um, you, you talked about Middlesbrough's form recently, I, uh, I looked it up, they lost, draw, loss, loss, win, win. Um, two decent win recently. Two decent wins recently, but you pointed out their their possession stats are thirty six percent. It's going to be a real battle of the the purest football, isn't it? Yeah, you have the ball. <laughs> no, you yeah, have. The yeah. Ball. Um, yeah, it's going to be a weird game, I think, because it, it'll be the first time where it'll be two teams who play like almost identical play each other since McCarthy's taken over. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's an impressive win for Borough today. They beat Huddersfield, who until they tonked Swansea were bottom of the form table. So um, I don't, I don't know. I'm not going to read too much into the the last two wins, but I just don't think it's going to be a game for the purists, isn't it? Let's put it that way. I don't think it's going to be an exciting one. No, um, Ben, are you excited to see Warnock again? It'd be nice if we were in the stadium for this, wouldn't we? Because he came back. Did he come back with Middlesbrough last year? I can't remember. Or did we go to them? We were up there for that that game, yeah. weren't we? Beat them up yeah. there, didn't we? Yeah. Um, I'd we, I'd love for us to be there, to sort of give him a welcome back because 
I think it'd be funny. It'd be quite a panto sort of thing, wouldn't it? He'd play it up to it a bit. Um, but I think it'd be just quite a nice response. I think it'd be an unwelcome distraction. I think, yeah. I don't think you want that. When we're in such like an important part of the season and you're like, oh, all the lovey-dovey shit around. Like we have a Ramsey every time he comes back with Arsenal. It's... Oh, when he fucking scored that goal against us, the first Premier League year, I wanted to die when our own fans applauded him. Yeah, that the, was... but this is what I mean. I don't want that shit going on. Do you know what I mean? I'm quite glad we're away from it. I think it might benefit us on the day. I do think though, I don't think Warnock would be the centre of attention at that game. I think there's someone who's arrived at Middlesbrough more recently that I think the fans would have more fun with. Oh, yeah, Nathaniel Mendes Chang. <laughs> Mendes Chang. Oh, yeah, yeah forgot about him. <laughs> yeah, um, I, that's why I put this in. Um, I mean, I don't know. The chance would be amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If there's, one, if there's one crowd you want to sort of do something and sort of do something funny, when the Canton's good, the Canton is very good at stuff, coming up with stuff on the quick. Mainly, you know what's most of them, let's face it, have got experience in his 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 area of expertise. So allegedly, allegedly, what are you trying to say, Ben? They've all it's played not, wings. Not allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> They've all lived in Birmingham. Um, I'm sure the uh, the 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 match day DJ would probably find Grandmaster Flash white lines to play as well. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, I would look so forward to the song choices. Um, Middlesbrough. It's one of those games, isn't it, Tom? Um, like we talked, one for the purists. It could be, it's going to be a crap game of football, but do you, do you worry about them sneaking a win against us or do you think Mick, Mick's too too clever for that to happen? I think it screams nil-nil or one-nil either way, doesn't it? Like, it's one of those ones where I just hope we start well and score early and just park the bus because mm-hmm. I just can't see them breaking us down. Um, yeah, it's, it's first goal's key in that game, isn't it? And it's just not going to be pretty to watch. I do. I'm not worried about it. I think we're in a good enough run at the moment that we we could see them off. But if anyone's going to know how to beat us, it's, it's big Neil, isn't it? Big Neil. Um, let's go for a prediction then, Ben. Um, what's your prediction? It screams nil nil to me. It screams a game that a cloud's going to have eighty percent possession. To be honest, <laughs> Tom. Yeah. Yeah. I say the one, yeah, I'll go nil nil. I, I, yeah, I can't see past nil nil. All right, I'll go one nil Cardiff. Uh, big Keith, big Keith with a header. Um, running off the podcast this week is the usual view from Ninian Hall of Fame. Ben Price, um, how did the tweets go this week? Um, no spelling mistakes, just oh, shit, no. just shit geography. Fucking yeah. sabotage again. Yeah, um, I mean, we know who won, Ben, but do you want to read it out to us? So, yeah, in last place. Which I think was harsh. I thought it deserved more votes. To be honest, is Coombs' race against Luton? <laughs> <laughs> All right, fuck you. It was a shit choice. You deserve to be where you are with your fucking fifteen point seven percent. That is low, isn't it? That is low, and it, it, it it's a good pick. Yeah, it's a good pick. Oh, you don't give him shit for patronising you, but me. Nah, I'm right, sincere. Tom. Yeah, <laughs> piss off both of you. Um. Mr. Iping sabotage, but still only managed twenty. Still got twenty two percent of the vote. Um, the Warnock Day Jones scrap. I got the stadium wrong. My bad. No one remembered it. Why would they vote for it? It didn't happen. <laughs> you made it up. I genuinely thought it was when he was at QPR. I forgot it was when he was at Palace. That's fine. Don't worry about it. He still lost anyway because the winner is the man that did what he wanted. <laughs> And made my Valentine's Day after I came back from Australia very memorable. Sat in the CCS in a sling. And what, nine years on from that, 
he's made it just as special. Peter Whittingham scoring from a corner makes me win and makes me happy. He's a winning M. Nice. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so, Ben, that takes you up to what? That's six wins for you now? Seven, I think. Um, oh, I Tommy's it. coming up your tail and leaving me languishing in third place. Maybe. Um, not that I care. This is, you know, I, you know, I'm the fall guy in all this, and I'm happy to be the fall guy. Um, so Ben, as you won, um, you get to go first this week with your nomination for the VFTN HOF. I almost went really big, and I realised I can't do this. I can't do what I was going to do and do a wits one like consecutive weeks. It feels like I'm trying too hard to become man of the people. They've been too forced, and people have seen right through me. So I was going to go for a picture of Sol Bamba when he's at like lab 22 in the green suit from his birthday a few years ago, just because it's an iconic picture and I love it. it makes me laugh every time. Instead, I'm going with Jay Bothroyd's goal against QPR in the last year of Dave Jones's reign, the year that Neil Warnock and Dave Jones had a fight that I thought. <laughs> it was that different was seasons, year. wasn't it? Yeah, yeah it, was it was totally different seasons. It was di- different clubs, it was different clubs, different stadiums, different time of life. I just got it wrong. Ben, you're using up your your nomination time here. (laughs) Sorry, I'm just having a dig at Tom. Yeah, that goal was just fantastic. It was a hot, was it? I think it was May, wasn't it? It was like. It was April time. Yeah, it was one of the last games of the season. I remember I was, I couldn't get the day off work that day. So I stuck it on. I was working at a golf club. Um, I was pulling a pint. Boffrey scored that. And as I'm pulling the pint, I screamed in the then club captain's face, fucking yes. And I got in a lot of trouble for that. And it was worth it. So that's why it's getting nominated for the Hall of Fame. Um, just l- looking up the the, res- the the results, the the, the post-match press conference from that game, uh, Cardiff took QPR to the cleaners, said Dave Jones. Um, we did. Two all, we drew two all. Sure, <laughs> 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 Dave. Whatever you say, kid. Um, to rap score that day was pretty good as well, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Bellamy's was decent as well. Yeah, ridiculous it was a, it was, game of football. It was a really good game of football. Good yeah. football all round. Good football sunny all round. Room, sunny, hot day. And I was sat there pulling pints for bastards. I got the train down with the QPR players the day before because I've been in London. Um, not with them, but I was on the same train as them. Um, and they were getting on at Paddington. They all looked very happy. Uh, I'm going to try and find the highlights now while we're on the call. Uh, Tom, you can go next because I'm trying to find the highlights. To be fair, I've gone relatively big. I was thinking Cardiff Borough got to link, link something, and then I was like, the time we lost three 0 probably won't pick that. <laughs> um, yeah, so I've gone with the FA Cup quarter final. Um, I remember being in my living room running around like a lunatic when the second goal went in. But it's just, it's just like it was just such a perfect performance, you know, playing against a Premier League team, having Whittingham and Johnson on the score sheet, and it was comfortable. What a comfortable way to get to a semi final of an FA Cup. And it was just such an exciting time to be a Cardiff fan. And, you know, I'm quite excited at the moment under Mick McCarthy and it's the most buoyant I've been in a long time as well. So it kind of reminds me of back then. So, yeah, I've gone big. I need the win. So I've got an FA Cup quarterfinal win against Borough. It was a good... I mean, the goals that day were... Johnson's diving header was particularly spectacular. Oh, lovely, lovely stuff, wasn't um, it? I've gone probably quite big as well. Um, mm. And it's only because we're playing him this week. Um, so I'm going back to the end of the Premier League year. Um, we've already been relegated we're going to Old Trafford for a lovely day out about 4,000 Cardiff fans having a lovely time at the ground um, I was convinced we were going to win that day I knew we'd get a penalty and I put money on us getting a penalty and Bobby Reed scoring it um, but instead Mendes Lang s- stood up and, and took the penalty and then scored the second goal as well um, I just remember us 
absolutely rinsing Ole Gunnar Solskjaer as he walked around at the end of his lap of honour at the end of the so day. So fun. And all of us just booing him. Um, so I'm going to go for Nathaniel Mendes-Lang's two goals at Old Trafford to round off the Premier League year because it was such a fun day out and we beat Old Man United at Old Trafford on a hot summer's day. That's a big three this week. Big three. It's going to be a tough vote. As usual, the vote will go live on our Twitter page at VFT Ninian. Um, ben, what day is it going live? Because it went Friday this week, didn't it? It's all over the place, Ben Price. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Come on now, man. What day are you going for this week? Saturday. Okay, I, I like keeping people on their toes. That's all it is. It's just making sure people are sort of aware of it. It's not that I totally forget to do about it while I'm in the middle of a million other things. We've all got day jobs, Ben. We're all working. I'll try Wednesday. <laughs> That's all we need to hear. It will, it will be Wednesday because I'm off on Wednesday, so it will be Wednesday. It'll be Wednesday. So keep it on our Twitter page. VFT Ninian, that's at Twitter, VFT Ninian. Look out for the hashtag VFT and HOF, and Ben Price will do it this week with no spelling mistakes. So I hear. Um, I'm guaranteed I'll get the location right, and Mendes Lang will probably have scored at Highbury. Yeah, you probably will put that in. Um, as usual, you can find us on the social pages, uh, VFTN, VFT Ninian. If you like what you do, you can find us on ko fi.com. That's kofi.com forward slash VFT Ninian. You can give us a bit of money there because we do this thing for free, guys. We do this all for free. Uh, we've got a big week this week, haven't we, lads? A um, couple of big interviews coming. A um, couple of big players. We've got Mark Hudson on the podcast. Um, that'll be coming out midweek. Um, this podcast will come out obviously on Monday. Then we'll get the podcast out midweek. And we've also got. Big Ben Turner, who's going live on the website this week as well. Uh, Scott Johnson got round to speaking to the, the the gentle giant himself. So, two Cardiff City icons, would you say, Ben? Yeah, it's sort of one of my favourite centre-back parents of all time. Just absolutely loved both of them. The master of this goal from the halfway line, the master of the diag mm. on Cardiff City's favourite website and Sky Sports' favourite Cardiff Ooh, City website. Sky Sports' favourite podcast, Tom. How did that feel? Oh, it's big, wasn't it? Especially when they got the name wrong. Um, <laughs> I'm 10 years cultivating this brand. <laughs> I was sat there just kind of like half listening. It's like, oh, I know that podcast. I'm on that. It was, it was quite exciting. <laughs> and that sounds just like my podcast, but different. <laughs> yeah. I might give it a listen. I was but in no, bed. I was in bed and my phone blew up. Everyone was like, oh, you've just been mentioned. I was like, oh, no, I feel I'm surprised. I was doing the washing up. I'm surprised how many people still watch after the game is finished. Yeah. Yeah. I went and did the washing up for that reason. I was like, yeah. I need to watch this. Now, I, now I'm learned. Now I learned to watch it. Um, also, by the way, as an aside, how great is Keith Andrews's hair? Oh, it's fantastic, isn't it? For a man, I think he's. Like, I'll look up his age, but I think he's about forty. Um, those curls, my god! His head's like a triangle. <laughs> it's it's like really a triangle. weird. It like, kind of just goes from a pointy <laughs> chin to a really weird cornered head. Keith, uh, Keith Andrews. Keith. Yeah, he's got some lovely hair. Um, that's by the by. Um, Saturday night. We don't normally record this on a Saturday night, Ben. We we hear you're doing an escape room after this. I am. They've just got started the Zoom call downstairs. Um, they're having a bit of a gossip. My dog's trying to get in. If you can hear that in the background, he's desperate to come in. So, yeah, it's um, all kicking off. It's a wild Saturday for me. And then we've got a sports bar tomorrow as well, which we're recording tonight. So she just in sports bar. Um, I don't know why we're giving a shout out for another podcast. They don't they, fucking need it. They've got 40,000 downloads. The fuck yeah. 50,000 an episode. Yeah. It's I'm a lot of fans. If you want to get them up to, us up to those numbers. Yeah. <laughs> Read the words. I'll, I'll, I'll happily call every, every one of you an FP, like FOPC and just tell you to fuck off as well. Also, if, if you listen to our podcast once, just listen to it 10 times because that counts as more listens and um, boosts our ad revenue. 
Um, let's round off the podcast with a little shout out for the academy sides, uh, guys. Um, they've been doing well, haven't they? And it was a, a big win for them today, Tom. Huge, yeah. Beat the Jacks under 18, 2 1. It's weird, isn't it? We've gone from being depressed and looking at our first team under Harris, so we kind of look at the academy just you know for a bit of joy, and there was none there. Um, but suddenly we're winning all over the shop, the whole club's transformed so. You know, we've got youth on the bench. That's the thing as well. We've got players not being involved in some of those games because they're in the first-team squad as well, and we're still winning games. So it looks like good times for the club at the moment. Ben, how important is it that uh, we, we get those results to go over Swansea in the youth side? It's kind of you know bragging rights, isn't it? But it also shows that we're advancing as a, as a youth system. I don't know about any other true football fan, but they're the games that matter most to me. So, you know... <laughs> They can have that win in November, December time, wherever it was. This is the one that really matters, the under-18s. And that's so, it, that's the real quiz. Yeah, fucking have that, you bastards. I think that's a good place to leave the podcast. Uh, keep an eye out this week on our, our social pages. Keep an eye on where you get your podcast because there'll be a lot of content coming from us this week. Thanks for listening as always. Ben, enjoy your escape room. I shall. Tom, I don't know what you're doing, but enjoy it. I'll carry in a can for me. Oh, lovely. Enjoy nice. it. <laughs> Tara Tara They may not be that smart and they may not be that pretty but they like to talk about Cardiff City it's the view from the ninny and with views from the ninny and not shoes from the ninny and the view from the ninny and